హలో ఫ్రెండ్స్ వెల్కమ్ వెల్కమ్ అండ్ వెల్కమ్ టు బుక్ రీడింగ్ మ్యారథాన్ ఛాలెంజ్ డే ట్వంటీ టూ పార్ట్ టూ చాప్టర్ ఫోర్ ఆఫ్ ఎయిటీ ట్వంటీ ప్రిన్సిపల్స్ బై రిచర్డ్ కోచ్ ఇట్స్ వివేక్ కుమార్ సైనింగ్ ఇన్ అగైన్ టుడే టుడే విల్ టాక్ అబౌట్ వై యువర్ స్ట్రాటజీ ఇస్ రాంగ్ అన్లెస్ యూ హ్యావ్ యూస్ ద ఎయిటీ ట్వంటీ ప్రిన్సిపల్ టు రీడైరెక్ట్ యువర్ స్ట్రాటజీ యూ కెన్ బి ప్రిటి షూర్ దాట్ ద స్ట్రాటజీ ఇస్ బ్యాడ్లీ ఫ్లాడ్ ఆల్మోస్ట్ సర్టన్లీ you don't have an accurate picture of where you make and lose and the most of the money it is almost inevitable that you are doing too many you are doing too many things for too many people business strategy should not be grand and sweeping overview it should be more like an underview a pick beneath the cover to look in great detail at what is going on To arrive at a useful business strategy, you need to look carefully at the different chunks of your business, particularly at their profitability and cash generation. Unless your farm is very small and simple, it is almost certainly true that you make a list at least 80% of your profits and cash in 20% of your activity. And in 20% of your revenues, the trick is to work out which 20%. Where are you making the most money? identify which part of the business are making very high returns which are just ab- about washing their faces and which are disastrous to do this we will conduct an 8020 analysis of profits by different categories of business by product or product group or type by customer or customer group or type by any other split that appears to be relevant for your business for which you have data for example by geographical area or distribution channel by competitive segment start with products your business will almost certainly have information by products or group product groups for each look at the sales over the last period month quarter or year decide which is most reliable and work out the profitability after allocating all costs how easy or difficult this will be depend upon the state of your management information what you you, you need uh, may all be readily available but if not you will have to build it up yourself you are bound to have sales by products or product line and almost certainly the gross margins sales less cost of sales you will also know the total cost of the whole business all the overhead costs what you then have to do is to allocate all the overheads cost to each product group on some reasonable basis the crudest way to allocate costs on a percentage of turnover a moment's thought however should convince you that this will not be very accurate some products take a great deal of sales people's time relative to their value for example and other takes very little some are heavily advertised and others not at all some require a lot of fusing around in manufacturing whereas others are straightforward take each category of overhead cost and allocate it to each product group take each category of overhead cost and allocate it to each product group do this for all the costs then look at the results typically some products representing a monetary of minority of turnover are very profitable most products are modestly or marginally profitable and some are really making large losses once you allocate all the costs the number uh, the in the given figure 
the number of recent study one conducted of an electronic instrument group figure 11 gives the uh, same data uh, visually look at this if you prefer pictures to number we can see from the two figures that product group a accounts for only 3% of sales but for 10% of profits products group a b and c account for 20% of the sales but 53% of the profit this becomes very clear if we compile an 8020 table or an 80 by 20 chart as in figure 12 and 13 respectively we have not yet found that the 20% of sales that account for 80% of the profit but we are in our way if not 8020 then 6070 30% of the product sales account for almost 67% of the profits already you may be thinking about what can be done to raise the sales of product group product groups a b and c for example you might want to reallocate all sales efforts from other 80% of business telling sales people to concentrate on doubling the sales of products a b and c and not worry about the rest if they succeed in doing this sales would only go up by 20% but profits should rise more than 50%. You might also already be thinking about cutting costs or raising prices in products group D, E and F or about radical retrenchment or total exit from product groups G and H. After products, uh, why about customer profitability? What about customer profitability? After products, go on look at, at customers. repeat the analysis but look at total purchases by each customer or customer group some customers pay high prices but have a high cost to serve these are often smaller customers the very big customers may be easy to deal with and take large volume ups of, of the same product but screw you down on price sometimes these differences balance out but often they do not for the group we are calling electronic instruments inclusive the results are shown in the figure 14 and 15 a world of a world of explanation about the customer groups type a customers are small direct accounts paying very high prices and giving very fat gross margins they are quite expensive to service but the margin more than compensate for this type b customers are distributors who tend to place large orders and have very low cost to serve it for one reason or another find it acceptable to pay fairly high prices mainly because the electronic components bought are a tiny fractions of total uh, of the total product cost type c customers are export accounts paying high prices the saying with them however is that they are very expensive to service type d customers are large manufacturers who bargain very hard on price and also demand a great deal of technical support and many special Figure 16 and 70 shows the uh, 8020 table and 8020 chart respectively for the customer groups. The figures reveal a 59 by 15 rule and a 88 by 25 rule. The most profitable customer category accounts for the 15% of the revenue but 59% of the profits and the most profitable 25% of the customer yield 88% of profits. This is part, uh, partly because the most profitable customer tend to take the most profitable products. but also because they pay more in relation to their cost to service the analysis led to a successful campaign to find more a and b customers the small direct customers and the distribution distributors even 
taking account of the cost of the campaign the result was very profitable prices for c customers the export accounts were selectively raised and ways found to lower the cost of ser- servicing some of them particularly by greater use of telephone rather than face to face selling the d customers large manufacturers will deal with individually nine of these accounted for 97% of percent of d sales in some cases technical development services were charged for separately in other prices were raised and three accounts were typically tactically lost to the company's most hated competitor after a bidding war the managers really wanted the com- the competitor to enjoy these losses after production customer take any other split of business that appears especially relevant to your business 8020 analysis applied to a consultancy firm there was no special analysis in the case of instrumentation company but to illustrate the point consider the simple split of sales and profits for a strategy consultancy shown in figure 18 and 19 these figures exhibit a 56 by 21 rule large projects constitute only 21% of the turnover but give 56% of profit another analysis shown in figure 20 and 21 splits the business into old clients more than 3 years old new clients less than 6 months old and those in between these figures tell us that 26% of the business that is old clients and made up of 84% of the profits and 84 by 26 rule the message here was to strive above all to keep and expand long serving clients who were the least price sensitive and who could be served most cheaply new clients who do not turn into long servicing clients were recognized as being loss makers leading to a much more selective approach to pitching for business pitches were only made when where it was believed the company concerned would turn into a long term client figures 22 and 23 summarizes the third analysis for the consultants which divided projects into work on mergers and acquisitions strategic analysis and operational projects this split demonstrated an 87 by 22 rule the m&a work was widely profitable giving 87% of the profits for 22% of the revenues efforts were re, uh, redoubled to sell more m&a work operational projects and old clients when analyzed separately turned out at about break even while large losses were made on operational projects few for new clients this led to a decision not to undertake the letter while old clients were either charged more much more for this kind of projects or encouraged to farm them out to specialist operational consultancies segmentation is the key to understanding and driving up profitability the best way to examine the profitability of your business is to break it in down into competitive segments while analysis analyzes while analysis by products customers or a, any other relevant split are usually very valuable the greatest insight come from a com- combination of customers and products into dollops of business defined with reference to your most important competitors although this is not as difficult as it may sound very few organizations break up their businesses in this way so a short ex- exposition is necessary what is a competitive segment 
A competitive segment segment is a part of your business when you face a different competitor or different competitive dynamics. Take any part of your business that comes to a to mind a product, a customer, a product line sold to a customer type or any other split that may be important to you. For example, consultants may think of M&A work. Now, ask yourself two simple questions. Do you face a different main competitor in this in this part of your business compared to the rest of it? If the answer is yes, then that part of the business is a separate competitive segment or simply segment for short. If you are up against a specialist competitor, your profitability will depend on the interaction of your product and service against theirs. Which do custom which do customers prefers? And what is your total cost to deliver the product or service relative to your competitors? Your profitability will be as much determined by your competitors as by anything else. It is therefore sensible to think of this area of your business separately to determine a strategy for it that will beat or collude with your competitors. It is certainly sensible to look at uh, its profitability separately too. You may have a surprise, but even if the part of your business you are looking at has the same competitor as another part of your business, for example, your main competitor in product A is the same as product B, then you need to ask another question. Do you and your competitor have the same ratio of sales or market share in the two areas or are they relatively stronger in one area and you relatively stronger in another? For example, if you have 20% market share in product A and the largest competitor has 40%, they are twice as big as you. Is it the same ratio in product B? Are they uh, twice as big as you there? If you have 15% market share in product B but your competitor has 10%, then there is a different relative competitive position in two products. There will be a real reason for this. Consumers may prefer your brand in product B but your competitors in product A. Possibly the competitor doesn't care much about what happens in product B. Perhaps you are effective, efficient and price competitive in product B whereas the reverse is true in product A. At this stage, you don't need to know the reason. All you need to do is observe that. Although you face the same competitor, the balance of advantage is different in the two areas. They are therefore separate segments and will probably exhibit different profitability. Thinking about competitors puts you straight on to the key business splits. Instead of starting, stating, starting with a conventional business definition, such as a product or a output from different parts of your organization, thinking about competitive segments lobs you straight at the most important way to split and think about your business. At the instrumentation company uh, referred to earlier, managers just could not agree among uh, themselves how to analyze the business. Some thought that products were the key dimensions. The view of others was that uh, the most important split was whether the customer were in the pipeline business, broadly oil companies, or in continuous process industries such as food manufacturers. A third fraction, faction held that the US business was very different from the export business since they started from different assumptions, all of which were to some degree valid. It was very difficult to make the progress either in organizing the business or in communicating with each other. Dividing the business into competitive segments demoralized these arguments.
the rule is simple if you don't face different competitors or different relative competitive positions it's not a separate segment we quickly arrived at a rather inelegant but very clear set of segment that everybody could understand for a start it was clear that the competitors were very different in most but not all products where the competitors uh, were the same while similar relative competitive positions we lumped the product together in most other cases we kept the products apart then we asked whether the competitive position were different for pipeline customers as distinct from process customers in all but one product the answer was no but in that one product liquid density machines the largest competitors were different we therefore settled for two segments here liquid density pipelines and liquid density process finally we asked whether the competitors or competitive positions were different in each segment in the us and in international business in most cases the answer was yes if the international business was significant enough we asked the same question for different countries was it the same competitor in the uk or as in france or asia where the competitors were different we subdivided the business into separate segments we ended up with a patchwork quite of 15 large segments very small ones we reaggregated to avoid unnecessary work usually defined by product and geographic regions but in one case by product and customer type this was liquid density where the segment were liquid density pipeline worldwide and liquid density process worldwide each segment had a different competitor or different competitive position we then analyzed the split of sales and profits for each of the segment and this is shown in figure 24 and 25 to highlight the imbalance between the split of revenues and profits we can again construct either an 8020 table or an 8020 chart we can see the from the figures that the top six segments comprise only 26.3% of the total sales but 82.9% of profits so here we have an 83 by 26 rule what did electronic instruments do to boost profits figure 26 and 27 focused attentions on three types of business the most profitable quarters of the business segment 1 to 6 was classified initially as top priority a business to be grown most aggressively more than 80% of the profits came from these segments it they were receiving only an average amount of management time in line with their turnover a decision was taken to raise the amount of time spent on these businesses to 2/3 of the total the sales force focused on trying to sell more of these products both to existing customers and to new ones it was realized that the group could afford to offer extra services or cut prices slightly and still enjoy very good returns the second set of businesses comprise segment 7 to 12 the total uh, in total these made up 57% of the total sales and 49% of the total profits in other words on average slightly below average profitability these segments were classified as b priority although clearly some segments in this category such as 7 and 8 were more is interestingly than others such as 11 and 12 the priority to be accorded to these segments also depended on the answer to the two questions posted posed at the start of this chapter that is on whether each segment was a good market to be in and on how well the company was positioned in each segment the answer to these questions are described in the final part of this chapter
at this stage a decision was taken to cut the amount of management time spent on the b segment from around 60% to about half to about half this level prices on some of the less profitable segments were also raised the third category designated designated x priority comprised the loss making segment 13 to 15 a decision on which on what to do about these segments was deferred as for the b category until after analysis of market attractiveness and the strength of the company's position in each market provisionally however it was possible to reset priorities as laid down in figure 28 before reaching final decision on any segment however the instrumentation groups top management explained the two other questions beside profitability that are the key to strategy is the segment an attractive market to be in how well is the farm positioned in each segment figure 29 shows the final strategy conclusions for electronic instrument inclusive what actions followed this diagnosis all of the a profit segments were also attractive markets they were growing had high barriers to entry for new competitors had more demand than capacity faced no threat from competitive technologies and had high bargaining power vis-a-vis both customers and component suppliers as a result nearly all the competitors in the market made good money my client was also well positioned in each segment meaning that it had a high market share and was one of the top 3 suppliers its technology was above average and its cost position better than average that is lower cost compared to its competitors since these were also the most profitable segments the analysis confirmed the implication of 8020 profit com- comparison segment 1 to 6 therefore remained a segment and effort was concentrated on keeping all existing businesses and gaining market share in these segments by increasing sales to current customers and converting new ones the strategy could now be refined for some of the other segments in b category segment 9 was interesting profitability was moderate but this was not because the market was unattractive on the contrary it was highly attractive with most of the other players making very good profit but my client had a low market share and a high cost position in this segment largely because it was using old technology to update the technology would have taken a terrific effort and would have been very expensive a decision was made therefore to harvest the segment which meant cutting the efforts going to protect the business and raising prices this was expected to lead to a loss in sales part for a time to higher profit in fact cutting the efforts and raising prices did raise margins but led to very little losses loss of sales in the short term it turned out that the customers were mainly logged into the old technology themselves and had little choice of alternative suppliers until they switched over to the new technology for my client profitability rose from 12.9% to over 20% although it was recognized that the might be, this might be a temporary flip segment 10 and 11 were one where the instrumentation group had leading market share but they were structurally unattractive markets market size was declining there was overcapacity and customers held all the cards and could nego- negotiate very keen prices despite the fact that it was a market leader my client decided to de-emphasize these segments and all new investments was cancelled 
although for different reasons the same decision applied to segment 12 the market was even more unattractive and the farm had only a moderate market share all new marketing programs as well as investments were sidelined what about the x category the loss makers here it was found that two of the three segments 12 14 and 15 were large but deeply unattractive markets in which the farm was in any case only a marginal player a decision made to have both segments in in on case by selling part of a factory to a competitor the price realized was very low but at least there was some cash benefit and some jobs were preserved in addition to the losses being stopped in the other's case operations had to be closed together segment 13 also in the group x group experienced a different fate although the group lost money in the this business it was structurally attractive market growing at 10% per annum and with most competitors making high returns in fact although the group was making a loss after allocating all costs the gross margin the gross margin in the segment was quite high its problem was that it had only entered the market the previous year and was having to make uh, heavy investments in technology and sales effort but it was gaining market share and if it kept up its rate at the progress could hope to become one of the largest suppliers within 3 years at this stage with higher sales to spread the cost it could expect to make high returns it decided to put even more efforts into segment 13 so that the group could become a scale player that is operate at the maximum size necessary to be profitable as soon as possible don't take it 20 analysis to simply stick conclusions Segment 13 in the above example helps to illustrate the point that 80-20 analysis of profits does not give us all the right answers. The analysis is bound to be snapshot at a point in time and cannot to start with provide a picture of the trend or the forces that could change profitability. Profitability analysis of the 80-20 type is unnecessary but not a sufficient condition of good strategy. On the other hand It is undoubtedly true that the best way to start making money is to stop losing money. Not that. Note that, with the exception of segment 13, the simply the simple 80/20 profit analysis would have given more or less the right result in 14 out of 15 segments, comprising over 19% of the revenues. This does not mean that strategic analysis should stop with 80/20. should stop with 8020 analysis but that it should start with it for this for the full answer you must look at the segment market attractiveness and at how well the farm is positioned in each segment the action taken by the instrumentation group are summarized like this 8020 as a guide to the future developing your farm into a different animal this concludes our strategic review of existing business segments where it is advisable to start with 8020 profit analysis as we have seen these analysis are indispensable in arriving at segment strategy but we have still not by any means exhausted the use of 8020 principle in a strategy the principle is also of enormous value in identifying the next leap forward to your business we tend to assume that our organization and our industries are doing pretty much the best they can we tend to think that our businesses world uh, our business world is highly competitive 
and has reached some sort of equilibrium or end game nothing could be further from the truth it would be far better to start from the proposition that your industry is all screwed up and could be structured much more effectively to provide what customers want and as far as your organization is concerned your ambition could be to transform it within the next decade so so that in 10 years the time uh, time your in 10 years time your people will look back shake their hands ruefully and say to each other i can't believe we used to do things that way we must have been crazy innovation is the name of the game it is absolutely crucial to future competitive advantage we tend to think that innovation is difficult but with creative uh, creative use of 8020 principle innovation can be both easy and fun consider for example the following ideas 80% of the profits made by the industries are made by 20% of industries make a list of the most profitable industries that you are aware of such as pharmaceuticals or consultings and ask why your industry can't be more like this 80% of the profits made in any industry are made by 20% of the farms if you aren't one of these what are they doing right that you are not 80% of the value perceived by customers relates to 20% of what an organization does what is that 20% in your case what is stopping you uh, doing more of it what is preventing you from making an even more extreme version of that 20% 80% of what an industry does yields more than 20% of the benefit of its customers what is that 80% why not ab- abolish it for instance if you are a banker why do you have branches if you provide services why not organize these their provisions via the telephone and the postal percent of what an industry does it's no more than 20% of the benefit to its customer what is that 80% why not abolish it for instance if you're a banker why do you have branches if you provide services why not organize the provisions in via the telephone and the personal computer where might less be better as with service self service could the customer be engaged in providing some of the services 80% of the benefit from any product or service can be provided at 20% of the cost. Many consumers would buy a stripped down and a very cheap product. Is anyone providing it in your industry? 80% of the any industry's profit come from 20% of its customers. Do you have a disappropriate share of these? If not, what would you need to get, do to get it? Why do you need people? Some examples of industrial transformations may help. My grandmother used to turn a corner grocery store. She received orders would pick them out and then I or some more reliable boy would deliver them on a bike. Then a supermarket opened in the town. It engaged its customers in picking their own groceries and carting them back home. In return the supermarket offered a wide range lower prices and a car park. Soon my grandmother's customers were flocking to the supermarket some industries such as petrol retailing cottoned on to self service quickly other such as furniture retailing and banking though it was not for them even every few years a new competitor 
such as ikai in furniture proves that there is new life in the very old idea of self service discounting is also a perennial transformation strategy offer less choice fee, uh, fewer frills less service and much cheaper prices 80% of sales are concentrated in 20% of products just talk this another place i used to work a wine merchant stocked 30% types of clarte who needed that uh, um, uh, amount of choice the firm was taken over by a discount chain and now a wine warehouse has opened up down the road who would have thought 50 years ago that people would have wanted fast food outlets and today who realizes that accessible mega restaurants the sort that offer a limited and predictable menu in glitchy surrounding at reasonable prices but insist that you give back the table after 90 minutes constitutes a death warrant for traditional owner run student restaurants why do we insist on using people to do things that machines can do much more cheaply when when will airlines start to use robots to serve you most people prefer humans but machines are most reliable and much cheaper machines may give 80% of the benefits at 20% of the cost in some cases as with cash machines automatic trailer machines also known as holes in the wall they provide a much better service much faster and at fraction of cost one day sooner only old foggies like me will prefer to deal with humans and even i will have my doubts are carpets absolute absolute i want to leave you to your own imagine, imaginations just one final example where use the uh, use of the 8020 principle has transformed a company's fortune and could conversely conceivably change a whole industry consider interface corporation of georgia now as 800 million dollars carpet suppliers it used to sell carpets now it leases them installing carpet tiles rather than whole carpets interface realized that 20% of any carpet receives 80% of the wear normally a carpet is replaced when most of it is still perfectly good under interface lease scheme carpets are regularly inspected and any worn or damaged carpet tile is replaced this lowers cost for both interface and the customers a trivial 8020 observation has transformed one company and could lead to widespread future changes in the industry conclusion is the 8020 principle suggests that your your strategy is wrong if you make most of your money out of a small part of your activity you should turn your company upside down and concentrate your efforts on multiplying this small part it this is only part of the answer behind the need for focus logs and even more powerful truth about business and it is to this theme that we turn next so friends thank you very much uh, for today and it's pivik kumar signing off of today until we meet again tomorrow with the chapter 5 of uh, this book 8020 principle by richard coach and where we'll talk about simple is beautiful thank you very much